Hello and welcome back to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D. And today I have with me my special guest, Kirsten Geddes. And we will be discussing Ginger Snaps from the year 2000. Welcome to the show, Kirsten. Thank you so much for having me on. So this movie is in color and it's 108 minutes, directed by John Fawcett, and it stars Emily Perkins, Catherine Isabel, and Mimi Rogers as their mother. Kirsten, what did you think of this movie? I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I'm not huge into um, werewolf-inspired movies, but uh, I was pretty pleasantly surprised with, with the tension that they kept up and just the dynamic between the sisters. Like, as somebody who is an older sister and has... Two, two younger sisters, I really related to it a lot and, you know, trying to, to make sure, even though it was the younger one that was, you know, trying to help the older one, it, it, it still resonated really well with me. And I thought that they did a really good job of not showing the monster too much and kind of, you know, teasing what was going on with that. I, I really ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. Well, I really like werewolf movies in general, but I particularly wanted a young lady to discuss this one with me because it's so much about young lady issues. Yeah, it's definitely very femininely charged, for sure. Mm -hmm. It is possibly the slowest werewolf transformation of all time. <laughs> that is true. That is true. They do really take their time with it. Usually you get bitten, and then you live with it for a little while until the full moon comes, and then you suddenly turn into a werewolf. This girl is sort of slowly metamorphosizing into a werewolf over time, and they don't do a whole lot to connect it to the moon yeah no they don't they don't really connect those dots at all it's very you kind of have to infer from some of the stuff that's going on to really kind of sort of even put those pieces together at all it's uh, about a couple of sisters it's a canadian film and oh i did not realize is, that yes and it is about a couple of sisters uh ginger where we get our title from and bridget ginger's the older sister but bridget skipped ahead a year in school so they're in the same classes. I was so confused about that for a minute because I thought it was supposed to imply that they were twins. And so when they were in the nurse's office and they were like, oh, we're 16 and 15 and she skipped a year, I was like, yeah. okay, that makes sense. I wish you'd put that a little earlier yeah. in the film because I just assumed they were twins. Well, the fact they were had the same gym class, you get a lot of grade exactly. mixing in gym class, but it seemed like they had all their classes together. Yeah. And that is not usually the case. When the movie starts, both of these girls seem suicidal and yeah. just so dark and goth. And folks, if you have any thoughts like that, please call the hotline. 800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline here in America. But I'm sure there's one for whatever country you might be living in. But these girls have a very dark view of life and they seem to have kind of made some kind of pact that they might want to get out of it all by the time they're 16. Yeah, they, they, they play with that a lot in the early part of the film, especially. They keep saying out by 16 or something. I can't uh, remember. Gosh, out by 16 or, or dead on the scene. Dead on, the, dead scene. on the scene. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what they meant out, out of town by 16 or dying I, in town. I Not think clear. that was... I think that was the the intention was that they were going to try to like run away hmm. from from the little town that they were in or they were going to yeah. kill themselves, I believe, was was the implication there. We mentioned back in our shed episode that everybody in a little town thinks their little town sucks and oh, it gosh. doesn't. Your town is fine. <laughs> Your town is what you make of it. 
Yeah. If you're not happy, it's a lot harder. <laughs> Go ahead. If you're not happy there, you're not going to be happy anywhere. True. I think it's a lot harder for people of that age to to kind of realize that though like i think uh, maybe maybe it's more of a thing now in modern movies because with modern movies and tv shows because you can see like that there's quote unquote so much more out there we have so much more access to what the world is like so maybe it wasn't as big of a thing back in the in the in the older uh, generations but now it's like oh my god i see you know broadway and hollywood and and the world and they think like oh there's so much more out there but like you said like it's really not about mm-hmm. The capacity of the town or or what's in it it's it's yeah. it's so much more than that and it's so hard i think for younger people to wrap their brains around that yeah but these days of course the girls didn't have access to this but these days with the internet you know we're making this podcast here in odessa texas that everybody badmouths all the time but yes. we have listeners all over the world and we're just doing it here over the internet kirsten and i are not in the same room nope. <laughs> I've recorded with uh, people from other states. And according to my analytics, I have listeners from all over the world. Or I have listeners from the U.S. who are using VPNs and will will not tell me. (laughs) That is also a a possibility. (laughs) I need people to email me and tell me where you are listening from. MonsterMovieFuntimeGo at Gmail. Like, hey, hey, Precious i I'm actually not from Sweden. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. I'm just from from Amarillo. Oops. Right. <laughs> the budget for this movie was forty uh, four point five million. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's Canadian or American. Yeah, that could. And be the box office was five hundred seventy two thousand seven hundred and eighty one. So it did not make back its budget in the slightest. Well, uh, it didn't in at the box office, but it seems to have oh, yeah. made its money on video sales and rentals. Yeah, it definitely seems like one of those that has become maybe a because cult the, classic is a little hard to classify, yeah. but a cult beloved maybe. Yeah, it's got some kind of I mean, so it must have made it made enough money on home video that they greenlit two sequels. Right. Which were filmed back to back and we'll get to those in the next two episodes. Yeah. But it must have made enough money on the back end or whatever they call it to justify that so it probably had a fairly limited theatrical run but uh it does have some kind of a cult status i used to have a vhs copy of it i did not see the theater i saw it in the video store and bought it and then bought Uh the other two well then there you go just kind of probably with everyone else too (laughs) yeah yeah but this definitely seems like, I mean, I was a little young for it at this time, but it definitely does seem like the kind of thing that you would just go to a blockbuster and be like, no, looks good. Might, might as well. I'm in for something that's a little yeah. less blockbuster, like, you know, in the movie sense of blockbuster. Let's just take it out and then maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You see, kids, you used to have to go to a store to rent videos that, that were on. Netflix crap. They were on a cassette, a videotape cassette. <laughs> and you had to put it in a machine and you had to rewind it yep, when you were rewind. done. Yep. Uh, I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. If you told my grandparents <laughs> when they were young that someday you could go to a store and rent any movie you wanted and take it home, they wouldn't believe you. And if you tell our grandchildren that you used to have to go to a store to rent a movie <laughs> and take it home with you, they will not believe you. Yep. How times change so fast. Yeah. Uh, this won a few awards. 
Mm. Uh, well, like some industry, like, uh, let's see, Toronto International Film Festival uh, got a special jury citation. Oh. Malaga International Week of Fantastic Cinema. Okay. Got Best Feature Film, Best Special Effects, and Best Actress for Emily Perkins. Oh, good. Toronto Film Critics Association Awards gave it Best Canadian Film. Hmm. Vancouver Critics Circle gave it Best Canadian Film and Best Actress in a Canadian Film for Catherine Isabel. Oh. Which is not the same as Best Canadian Actress in a Film. Best Actress, oh. in, a Cana- best actress in a Canadian Film. Oh, I, th- I think she is. A, I think she is a Canadian, but oh, okay. <laughs> I'm saying you could be a Canadian actress in an American film. Yeah. Uh, Genie Awards for achievement in cinematography and mm. achievement in editing. Uh, this these were nominated. Sorry, some of these oh, were okay. not nominated. It won the Malaga and the Toronto. It was nominated in these others and Canadian Comedy Awards. Gave it Best Writing, Film, Pretty Funny Writing. Oh. <laughs> International okay. Horror Guild gave it Best Film. Saturn Awards gave it Best DVD Release. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That feels almost a little like a slap in the face, but I can uh, see yeah. this one maybe where that would... Well, I don't know if it was released in theaters in America. It might have gone straight oh. to, to DVD and I could see that. VHS. Fangoria Chainsaw Awards gave it Best Limited Release Film slash Direct-to-Video Film best screenplay and then it got nominated for best actress and best supporting for emily and mimi rogers so that's uh pretty good as far as those genre awards yeah nothing too too big and crazy but a good good chunk of stuff there's supposedly a tv series in development I had seen uh, something about that. That's a, as of last year. So, of course, it's okay. going to be a slow roll because of yeah. COVID. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what you do Yeah, in an ongoing series. That's. I feel like you would have to, because so much of the tension, at least in the first film, is about that like month cycle like mm-hmm. leading up to the transformation. And so trying yeah. to stretch that out yeah. into... You could get a season out of it. Like, I could see, like, a mini-series, but a full TV series, you would have to, like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Is she going to be is she gonna be fighting crime? Is she going to be just <laughs> involved in all sorts of drama all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Every time you turn she around, she's... Fighting, fighting other werewolves? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I used to watch a show called She-Wolf of London. That was uh, oh during the... What I think of as the golden age of syndicated television. Yeah. <laughs> in the mid to late 90s. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what, what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Uh, I, keep an I eye out least, for it. Yeah, I, I'd definitely be interested in, in tuning into it for sure. I'm, I'm not sh- not very confident in it, but mm. um, I, won't, I won't rule it out. I'll say that. Especially if they can stick to the energy that the first movie had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think there's some, some potential there. We'll see. Yeah. And I think it really hinges on who they get for the main two, because for me, that was so much of the of the compelling nature of it was Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel were just so good in it. And so I, they yeah. would need really strong actresses for that. Now, they don't I don't think they really look very much like sisters. No, no, they don't. But, the, you know, they've actually played sisters a different time another time, too. I don't know if you knew that. I don't think I did. What was that in? You- so, okay, so this is actually funny because I was watching it and I was, it was, it was specifically Bridget. I didn't really recognize Ginger, 
But I kept looking at Bridget and I was like, why does she look familiar? So I pulled up her IMDb page to like see what I'd seen her in before. And my phone like auto scrolled to the bottom and it had like the trivia facts. And it was like, fun fact, Emily Perkins actually has played sisters with Catherine Isabel twice. And it was like in the Ginger Saps films. And it was in another Cinderella story with Selena Gomez. <laughs> so they were the they were the evil stepsisters <laughs> in the modern day Cinderella. And I was like... <laughs> okay, well, that explains where I, where I've seen them her before specifically, but uh, what the heck? Okay, I will have to yeah. check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 definitely not not Ginger Snaps. I will tell you that. But uh, they they from what I remember, they played good sisters in it. I think um, I think uh, Ginger or uh, Catherine Isabel was the smart one, and I think Emily Perkins played really dumb in it. So I remember her being pretty oh. funny as the like dumb ditzy evil stepsister, but uh. It's not it's not it's not ginger snaps, I will say that. <laughs> well, Catherine Isabel is in one of my favorite movies. Oh? Josie and the Pussycats. Wait, she was in Josie and the Pussycats? <laughs> Playing her her credit is Laughing Girl, and I oh. think it must be there's these three girls that laugh at them in the beginning. Okay. And then partway through, once they start becoming famous, and, oh, yeah, become, and become rabid fans. Girls. Yeah, and come knock okay, knock on their hotel. The, yeah, they knock on the hotel door and they're like, Hey, we know them. Yeah, I do I do remember those characters and that kinda sounds right. And it would be, you know, around the same time of, of this, so that would be fitting. But damn, I'm gonna I'm gonna I mean you just gave me another excuse to go watch Josie <laughs> and the Pussycats again. So oops. Hey, you never need an excuse. True, very true. Any any time is any time is the right time for Joseph <laughs> and the Pussycats. True. <laughs> so this movie uh does a lot of it equates the curse of being a werewolf with the curse of being a woman, the 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 curse of menstruation, as yeah. people used to commonly refer to it as. It's not it's not really cool to call it that anymore, but that is, you know, a thing that's out there in society, that idea that is a curse. It's certainly terribly inconvenient and uncomfortable, as I'm led to believe. But so they they're, they put those those two ideas right next to each other because these two teenage girls have not yet gone through that when the movie begins. And yeah, they, they did Ginger doesn't. And, and Ginger does almost as soon as she's been bitten, like the next day, right? She gets it like right before she bleeds, I think, or before she gets bitten. Okay, I, so maybe I, he's. I think maybe... they were trying to imply that the the werewolf found them because she started right. bleeding, and yes, it was, the... that's what caused them to to be interconnected. I think you're right about that. The werewolf was attracted to the scent of of the blood. Yeah. So that yet another way in which that was right. inconvenient. Yeah, and you could even her. like yeah, and you could even like sort of imply that like. I mean, a lot of people see that as, like, a woman's, like, sexual awakening in a lot of ways. So you could almost try to, like, create an analogy there of, like, you know, werewolf is, like, a masculine energy. And then the moment that she becomes, you know, able to reproduce, if you will, that, like, they just latch onto her. And it it just changes the way, like, society sees women in a lot of ways. Because it's almost yeah. like you're a kid and then you're a woman. Like, a lot of girls don't get those teenage years the way mm -hmm. others do. And so I think that like, you could easily draw that analogy between the werewolf scenario when she first gets bitten and that in real life. Right. Well, and she starts feel getting more sexual uh, after she gets bitten. Yeah, very fast. Although part of it is also she's feeling an urge and she mistakes. Yeah, yeah she that mistakes was another what thing. The urge. That, yeah, which I thought was kind of funny, but I don't know if it was intentionally supposed to be funny. Right. 
Yeah, she thinks she's having sexual urges, but she's actually having uh, let me murder something urges. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, hormones are confusing. Feelings are yeah, confusing. Sure, Sometimes sure. you think you want to make out with somebody and actually you just want to wrap their hands around their neck and just, you know, just... it's it's a bad time, you know. So I can't I can't say I blame her. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you, have, you have my sympathies. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> so I really, really, really like this movie. Yeah, uh, I, I I definitely enjoyed it. Like I said, more than not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I I was pleasantly surprised with with how they did and 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 the ending too. I thought that the ending they they stuck it a lot more than I thought they were going to pull back, and they mm-hmm. didn't. And I was I was really pleasantly surprised that they 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 kind of sunk their teeth in and just let it happen. Now, uh, Bridget keeps trying to help cure Ginger. Mm-hmm. With limited success, Ginger is very much presented as the pretty one, and she's got guys interested in her. And Bridget is not, and doesn't even seem that interested in guys. And yet, this stoner guy, this drug dealer, starts trying to help her. Well, he's there. He his truck runs into yeah, the werewolf the, when they right after she uh, Bridget gets bit. Yeah, so or he's not Bridget, sort of, Ginger. Yeah, so he sort of knows. He knows what he hit was not a regular dog wolf yeah. and starts um, hanging around with her trying to help. Although at one time, at one point, he explicitly tells her, hey, it's not about that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not attracted to you. Yeah. And I actually and like this- that because I feel like it, it could have been really easy to read it that way. And so like mm-hmm. drawing that line, I was like, you know what? Good for you guys for doing that. Yeah. At the same time, though, he does seem very interested in helping her, making sure she's OK. So I don't know. Maybe he's got yeah. a big brother vibe going on. It's not. Yeah, good. that's kind of what I, it seemed almost more like a protection thing to me. And I, I don't know, maybe it was just, they didn't have enough time to develop him as a character. That's something that if they do it in the series, they could probably expand on a little bit more. Right. But I feel like, you know, there's not a lot of that sort of like non-related big brother, platonic guy and girl friendships a lot in media. So it's, it was nice to see that be very much like a, eh, really interested in you i just want to help you situation (laughs) i mean just because he's a drug dealer doesn't mean he's all bad (laughs) (laughs) yes truly but bridget fails and ends up having to kill ginger basically yeah although she then infects herself when she she does that a little earlier uh i don't remember at what point because i know at one point she starts trying to like drink the blood and then she like backs up this is so i don't know yeah, I don't remember at what point it's at. She does a sort of like blood brother, blood sister thing where she cuts her hand and yeah. mixes her blood with, with Ginger's blood. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's enough. <laughs> show that they're in it together. Yeah, like the pact from the beginning. And thinks that maybe she can help her by somehow connecting herself. Yeah. But that does not work out. But this is going to end up being a problem for Bridget. <laughs> In the next film. Yeah. Yeah, they, they concoct a um, solution of monk's head, which is a plant that's related to wolfsbane. I don't know why they didn't just straight up make it wolfsbane. Yeah, the only thing I could think is that they were maybe trying to be not as cliche about it or whatever. Yeah. They wanted to try to be smarter. They're like, you know, we're actually going right. to think about what goes into it. But it didn't bother me too much, but it was a little odd. 
and it's apparently readily available at craft stores. And maybe that's true. Maybe you can get it at craft stores and you can't get Wolfsbane. Maybe if they maybe. could have found some actual Wolfsbane, it would have worked even better. But they try to suppress the symptoms with this concoction, and it works a little bit. Mm-hmm. They also try – the drug dealer gives – uh, Bridget has lied and told the drug dealer she's the one that got bit. Yeah. Because I, I guess it's partly because she promised Ginger she wouldn't tell anyone. So she needs to talk about it. So yeah. she'll just lie and say it was her. But he gives her his silver earring, mm-hmm. thinking this is going to help pur- purify, purify the blood or something. And for some strange reason, they decide they need to pierce Ginger's belly button. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really bizarre choice. I don't know what was up with that. Like literally any other place on the body you could have. I didn't notice if her ear was already pierced Um, and they could have just put it. I don't know what that was. I don't know if they didn't want it to show if like by we could hide it by doing it in the belly button. Maybe. I don't know. But that doesn't seem to work either. No. it. Well, it also comes out very quickly too. So. (laughs) So in the end though, poor Bridget has to kill ginger yeah once she fully turns into a werewolf and and attacks her yeah and uh i don't know if she even does it on purpose ginger kind of lunges at her and sort of falls on the knife yeah bridget's holding i think that yeah i think she was still trying to fight and hope that maybe there was a way she could save her and then just the circumstances of it just doesn't let it happen and it's really sad you can tell that she's devastated about what she just did yeah, and then she yeah she just lays down next to her and cries mm-hmm. and puts yeah. her head down those, on her chest and cries. Those last twenty minutes, there were it was just such a roller coaster of emotions. Honestly, like, <laughs> well, because I spent most of the movie like, well, it's kind of spooky, but it's not that spooky. And then like the last twenty minutes, it's so tense because mm-hmm. Ginger's trying to hunt down Bridget, and then you have like people dying, which is already like, oh god, no, this is this can't be happening. And then you have that where you're like, ah, oh, shoot, she just had a kill her sister dang and so it's just like a roller coaster of emotions and i think that's a lot of what made the movie stick for me was just that that they i i genuinely thought i was like oh maybe they'll figure out a way to like cure her but then there'll be like long-lasting effects which is where the sequels come out of and nope they just straight up killed ginger (sighs) yep yep oh i didn't i don't think i realized this was happening at halloween for them yeah that's true i forgot about that because that like that ending right before um they they do the final uh chase scene and and the killing and um ginger and bridget's house they they, like they're they're at a halloween party Mm -hmm. and like ginger shows up in like the first bit of the transformation and it just looks like she has like a prosthetic and a wig on and so like nobody looks at her she's just like walking through and like her outfit and everything and everybody's just like Hell yeah, you got a you got a great outfit, and it's like it's just kind of very random. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Uh, the werewolf is is Ginger. The werewolf has red hair like Ginger does, and I really oh, that's liked. That's true. I really liked that. I didn't even connect that. That is really clever. Yeah, I like usually just all werewolves look the same, and I liked that it its hair matched her hair. Appreciated that. Yeah, that was, that was a really nice touch. So, Kirsten, out of five pumpkins. Ooh. How many pumpkins do you give Ginger Snaps? Hmm. I think I'll give this one a four out of five pumpkins. Honestly, I was I was pretty pleasantly surprised with it. Um, you know, it wasn't my favorite movie ever, but it was just scary enough to to keep me on edge without being too spooky. 
Um, I would definitely come back to this one. And I think a lot of the performances were, were really good. So um, I think some of the effects were a little cheesy. <laughs> so I kind of dock it on that a little bit. But, you know, we can't all be winners. So I, I'm were, not going to hold it against it too much. They were all practical effects. There was no no CGI oh, really? in this. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, no, no. most of it looked pretty good. But there were a few moments that I was looking at it. And I was like, mm, I don't really like the way that looks. I'm not scared by this. Well, I'm going to give it a five. I like oh, it. Uh, folks, okay. if you want to watch it, it is on Vudu. All three of the movies are on Vudu, free with ads. Uh, and be I warned, think... sometimes the ads will pop up in <laughs> really yeah. bad spots, but yeah. it is yeah. worth it. I think it is also on Pluto or Tubi or a couple of those places that have lots of movies free with ads. Oddly enough, you can't seem to buy it anywhere. Oh, really? Sometimes on Voodoo, the stuff that's with ads, you can also purchase it if you just hmm. want to own it. And some things uh, come out of the free with ads things. You know, they add new things and they'll take some things out. But nobody seems to have it where you can actually just buy it right now. You'd have to go, you'd have to find an old copy on eBay or something. Hmm. This seems it like the kind of thing that. Go ahead. I was saying, it seems like the thing that would be like readily available at like maybe like in the five dollar bin at Walmart or something yeah. like that. Like you just have. Yeah, it seems like there should be a a Blu-ray set with all three movies. Or that, yeah. But especially because Halloween's be. had such a resurgence in recent years, that's like the perfect yeah. thing to to buy and binge. Yeah, but you can watch it free if you care to. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Folks, we'll be back tomorrow with Ginger Snaps 2 and the day after with Ginger Snaps Back, the beginning. Ooh. Until then, you can email us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com or you can leave a message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. And we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go.